Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, the program that shines a spotlight on positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization in the city of brotherly love. Coming to you live from the G-Town Radio Studio on Maplewood Mall in Germantown. Here's your host, Alina DeLisser. And welcome to a new episode of the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show. This week's guest is Twami Force. He's executive director of Historic Germantown, a unique organization located right here in Northwest Philadelphia. Twami is going to tell us all about it, and he's also going to give us a sneak preview of some upcoming events, uh, in particular, the upcoming Old Historic House Tour happening later this month in Germantown. So, just a little bit of background about Twami. Uh, he's a graduate of Haverford College. He got his master's degree from the University of Virginia, and he began his career at the Preservation Alliance for Greater Philadelphia. He then joined an organization nationally known as Partners for Sacred Places, where he took on a number of increasingly responsible roles and eventually became executive vice president there. In 2018, Twami joined Historic Germantown as its new executive director, and he has brought with him years of experience in historic preservation, research, and public policy to his current role. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You sound great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's backtrack a little bit and fill in our audience about what exactly Historic Germantown, the organization, organization is. Sure. Historic Germantown is a consortium of 18 cultural and historic sites in Northwest Philadelphia. Um, and we um, stretch all the way from Cliveden uh, down to uh, Stenton and even as, as far south as Fairhill and Fairhill Cemetery. So uh, it's a range of historic housing museums, uh, history museums, gardens, arboreta, uh, really a great collection of sites that showcase the, the wonderful history and culture we have in northwest Philadelphia. And Germantown continues to be like a historical hidden gem in, in the city of Philadelphia, right? Absolutely. Um, more and more people are discovering it, but uh, most people that come here for the first time are amazed to, to learn, for example, that George Washington's summer White House was in Germantown and the entire federal government moved here in, in 1793 to escape the yellow fever epidemic. We have the city's only uh, Victorian house museum the only publicly accessible site on the Underground Railroad, or the site of the first protest against slavery in the colonies dating back to 1688, um, a site of a Revolutionary War battle it was just reenacted this past weekend at, uh, at Cliveden. So amazing, oh, yeah, yeah, amazing resources, and, and then really unique, unusual museums like uh, the Black Writers Museum that so showcases uh, centuries of um, black writing and, and thought um, in, in the Vernon Mansion in Vernon Park, lest we forget Slavery Museum, Aces Museum. So a lot of amazing places that um, tell unique stories that are relevant both to this community as well as to the nation. And the um, 
as you said, the point of the organization, it's a consortium mm. of how many different sites? Eight, 18, 18 sites. And we work together to promote uh, the activities of these sites, to um, uh, produce joint programming, festivals, community events, education programs. One of our major programs is the History Hunters program, uh, where 4,000 public school kids, uh, fourth and fifth graders, participate every year. And uh, they visit several of our sites and learn about American history in a really hands-on way that uh, has a big impact on on their lives. That's incredible. Um, with that new um, American History Museum, mm-hmm. is there any natural tie-in that you guys are going to be doing with them, or it's too it's too soon? No, no, we have a very good relationship with the uh, uh, the Museum of the American Revolution for one, and then the the Philadelphia History Museum that was closed, and now it looks like we'll be restarted. Uh, in some fashion under um, uh, Drexel's umbrella. So um, uh, we we collaborate with many other history organizations in the area, sharing um, uh, research, artifacts, uh, working jointly in exhibits, et cetera. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. great. So, Twami, you um, joined Historic Germantown a year ago, roughly, mm-hmm. a little bit over a year ago. Yep. And it was after the organization conducted a very, very competitive search. I, I heard there was like over 140 people that applied for the job, and I'm sure there was a considerable number that were interviewed from that number. So how was your first year, and what was your mandate coming into this role? What 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 was key for you? Well, the first year's been great. Uh, obviously, any first year on a job is, is learning, but it's, it's really been wonderful to get to know uh, the leadership at these 18 organizations and the community leadership at all different levels, from the neighborhood level uh, through our civic leaders. Um, really the mandate is to build on the success of the organization. Um, so my philosophy is, is really identifying the strengths of an organization and building on those. So increasing the collaboration between the sites, uh, increasing the, the funding, um, de- helping, uh, expand or develop more collaborative programming activities. Um, part of what we wanted to do initially was, was also, um, start out with a good plan and, and develop, um, better information metrics to work from. So we've been doing a lot of planning, information gathering, structuring types of activities while we've been continuing to, to offer uh, a lot of our most popular programs. Um, one of the, one of the things we learned this summer is, is really starting to get a, a better sense of the impact of these sites. Um, so now we know that over 100,000 people annually access and visit these sites for a variety of reasons, whether it's uh, you know a big festival like Juneteenth, whether it's an education program like History Hunters, um, whether it's access to the green space and gardens that a lot of the sites have, or there are tourists that want to see um, a part, you know, hit, learn more about the history of Philadelphia. So all of those. So so the sites have a big impact. Um, they leverage over 22,000 hours a year of volunteer time from community members and board members. So they're really um, very active in, in the community and have a big impact in the community. Wow, that's yeah. great. So um, one of your highlights of the year mm-hmm. is the historic um, house tour. Yep. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it, how long it's been running, and the official name of it? Because I think I've seen <laughs> different names for it. It's, it's called At Home in the Old German Township. And uh, this is our 10th year, so uh, a 10-year anniversary. And it, it's uh, 
different than some other house tours in that it really... because yeah, there's one in East Falls, there's yeah. one in Chestnut Hill. Exactly. Yeah. And, and ours uh, focuses on that old German township, which is really the, the, the footprint of our organization, now comprised of the neighborhoods of Chestnut Hill, Mount Airy, and Germantown. When, when the township was founded in, in 1683, it, it, it uh, comprised a, a big swath of land that, that was now broken down to those three neighborhoods. So we, we feature um, homes and residences in all three neighborhoods. So that's, that's of interest. So you really get a full swath of different types of homes and dwellings. We also uh, use the archives and research capability of the Germantown Historical Society, which was one of our sites, to do a lot of original research on the home. So, so folks really learn more about the social and architectural history, um, who owned these homes, why were they built, why, were, why are they of interest or importance. Um, and again, we, we really uh, strive to have a, a range of types of, of dwellings. It's not just all big mansions mm. and pretty homes, although we usually have one or two of those. Uh, but it's, it's a range. It could be row houses or twins or um, single houses, uh, ones in a little more urban uh, setting or ones that are bordering uh, the Wissack. And so you know, we, we want a range of, of types of places. So that, that's what makes it of interest. It really is we do a lot of original historic research, and we feature houses across those three neighborhoods. So that archive that has all that historical information, mm-hmm. is that open to the general public, or you have to be like an academic? No, or- it's it's very much open to the general public, uh, the, the archives and libraries at the Historical Society. Um, and, and indeed, most of the, the users are, are folks in the community ranging from um, school kids or college students doing research, people wanting to research their own house or property, and we have extensive resources on that. So if you own a home or live in a home in, in, in the area, come by and we can help you do research. Folks doing genealogy research, of course, is popular. Um, and of course, we do get academics and scholars uh, as well. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So um, has the historic home tour always been partnered with Mount Airy Learning Tree, or is that a recent development? No, it's, it's, it's a long-time partnership, and it works really well, I think, for both organizations, fulfilling um, the missions for both groups. Uh, you know, Historic Germantown, by its nature, is a partnership-driven organization, so we love to work with and partner with other community organizations of all different types. And... Um, Mount Airy Learning Tree has a, an incredible track record and an infrastructure of being able to offer learning opportunities to tens of thousands of people in, in our neighborhoods. So uh, it was a, it's been a great partnership. They really help with the ticketing and that whole mm-hmm. infrastructure side. So uh, and, and advertising it through their catalog and their website. So we work on it collaboratively on the marketing side and the administration side. Historic Germantown uh, takes the leadership in terms of curating the houses, and and this is uh, again largely done with volunteer labor. Um, uh, this year and last year, Mike Silberman has stepped in and is really our lead in terms of helping find and select a lot of the the houses. Um, this year's theme uh, is is a new one for us. It's artists, homes, and studios. So all the places that we're showcasing this year. Um, are places that are um, owned and lived in by active artists and artisans um, from all different uh, media, photography, sculpture, ceramics, you know, painting, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really interesting to see how artists 
occupy and, and live in a space, um, both both as a home and, and we'll also see studio space as well and the relationship between the two uh, and how they use their art um, as well as art of their friends or peers in their space. Uh, I think So I think people find this really interesting and fascinating um, uh, this year. Well, that's great. I love the idea of having a theme, and that's a very unusual theme, uh, particularly for this part of Philadelphia, because it's not known as an enclave for artists. Surprising, again, that's one of those those um, undiscovered gems about this uh, this part of Philadelphia. In fact, uh, in this area, especially in Germantown, there are many artists uh, that have studios here, homes here. Uh, and so that's something, again, we wanted to lift up and, and showcase in this year's uh, tour is, is recognizing that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So typically, how does the process work? Do people, do homeowners submit? Um, they say, oh, you know, next year, please consider my house. How does it normally work? And the, the gentleman's name again was Mike Silver? Sil- uh, Michael Silberman. Okay. Um, and actually... His mother, Barbara Silberman, for many years ran the Germantown Historical Society. So there's a family history and legacy there of, of, of being engaged in the community and supporting local history and local architecture. He works for an architecture firm. So for him, it makes, makes a lot of sense uh, to do this. And we really appreciate uh, his expertise and the considerable amount of time he puts in as well. Uh, and, and the event really depends on, on a lot of volunteer support as well as our staff and board. We have over 50 volunteers that come out for this event every year because at each house uh, we have several volunteers that come in and they help usher people around the visitors in and, you know, and, and help um, act as guides or docents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, that's, that's a big uh, volunteer labor pool that we depend on every year. In terms of how uh, the places are selected, it we use a variety of means. So yes, people that are interested come forward and say, hey, I know of a house or my house might be something you'd want to consider. So we're always keeping a, a running tally. Um, and then depending on um, if there is a theme for a year, we, then we start hunting and asking around and using our networks and uh, a lot of word of mouth um, in terms of that type of thing. Um, and then, of course, uh, the homeowners have to agree. <laughs> of course, of course, right. Uh, and so there may be there may be a great house, and and for whatever reason, the homeowners may not be able to do it that year, but maybe a following year, okay. they're they're doing construction or what have mm-hmm. you. I mean, they have to be willing to have three hundred to four hundred people come through and there a Sunday, yeah. uh, on a Sunday. And 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 this year's um, house tour is October twenty seventh. Uh, runs from eleven thirty to four thirty p.m. And so, um, yes, during that, those five hours, there, there are many, many people that are coming through these houses. The mother of all open houses. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so typically, yeah, so typically people can get their ticket from Mount Airy Learning Tree. Yep. Right. That's, that, that's where you want people to buy the that, tickets. That's where the tickets are sold. It's just uh, through um, the website, mountairylearningtree.org. Um, go look at their classes, and this is listed in along with their other classes, and, and purchase tickets um, through there. And, and I think then, it's only thirty dollars. Yes, think, yeah. yep. And um, and then the morning of uh, or the day of, you can go by their their offices and pick up the the guidebook. Uh, there's mm, a full yeah. um, guidebook that you can keep. Uh, it's it's a nice uh, full color publication again um lists the history of the houses so again it's it's an educational tool and that will have the map of of where the houses are we don't release 
the locations ahead of time. Right, so okay. it's a little bit of a surprise. Mm, okay. We can talk generally about what the houses are like this year, but we, we're not, we can't release the, right, the actual right. that makes sense. locations. That makes time. total sense. Yeah. So with regards to the designation of historic, we're not talking about houses that have been officially designated historic. Not, the, not the, necessarily. Okay. Um, they're all older places. They have a lot of historic character. Okay. So like a hundred plus years old or could the house have been built in the, it, the 1930s or something. Yeah, it, it could be built in the 30s. It could be built in the 50s. Okay. You know, it, it really, we, we try to get, again, a range of, of uh, dates and eras. A lot of the houses tend to be from that um, building plus, yeah. building boom in the late 19th, early 20th century when, when this part of Philadelphia was, was you know, uh, expanding and a lot of houses were being built. But we had houses from the 18th century all the way up to the, the mid-20th century. Okay. So over the years, I'm going to maybe put you on the spot a little bit. I'm sure they're all your favorites, (laughs) but have you had a, have you had a particular house, um, that you were like, wow, this was, this just really illustrates what the tour is about. Well, again, I I may not be the best to ask because I've only been here a year, but, but, um, I, I'm really, well, one, very thankful for, for homeowners that allow us to get in to, uh, to see their places because it's, it's fascinating to see how people actually live in a home uh, and and decorate it and respect its architecture and history, but do something new. One one of the um, places from last year's tour that I was found fascinating that a lot of people may have been by but have never been able to get into was the monastery in the Wissahickon Park, which has a very long history, um, an older building uh, that that date back dates back to the early eighteenth um, century and was actually used by a couple religious groups, including um, Seventh-day Adventists um, and, and the Dunkards or Church of the Brethren. So um, so a lot of, you know, it has a religious history as, as a retreat. That's thus probably its name, um, uh, the monastery. So again, that's a place that has a long history. People typically couldn't get in, and it was great to be able to, to open that up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great. So, Twami, what else is on the calendar for Historic Germantown this fall that people can look forward to that you'd like to tell us about? Well, um, a lot of great things. Uh, obviously, fall and especially October tend to be a couple major themes coming out. Uh, it's harvest time, and so uh, tomorrow, uh, certainly recommend folks, uh, if they can, swing by Arbury Arboretum for their harvest festival. Um, uh, great uh, time for families, for kids, for folks of all ages, um, whole range of activities, uh, and that's free, free to enter. Um, there are also, uh, uh, several things that are more themed towards, um, kind of spooky or Halloween type stuff, of course. Uh, actually even tonight, um, Ebenezer Maxwell Mansion has their spooky literary parlor where people will be reading Victorian era ghost stories aloud okay. and fun things like that. And then they, they have a um, mystery uh, murder mystery plays later in the month. Uh, this, this time it's who killed Shakespeare. Uh, and that's on the uh, 19th, 26th, um, 20th and 27th of October. Um, Halloween Harvest Festival on October 26th at Stenton, and also on October 26th, the Grumblethorpe Haunted House from 6 to 8 p.m. So, again, a lot of a lot of activities that tie into either the harvest theme or the spooky theme, and then, of course, um, our uh, 
house tour on the 27th kind of caps off the month um, for, for activities. But folks can always go on to freedomsbackyard.com, and there's a full calendar of activities there um, for all 18 sites uh, that have programs and, and, and regular mission and hours. Um, and beyond the special stuff, uh, folks are always welcome to, to visit the sites and, and just check them out. Um, and and uh, if you go on our website, you'll see how to, how to do that. Okay, great. So I was just wondering, will you guys ever run out of properties <laughs> to feature on the tour? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. I think there there you know many thousands of, of homes, very interesting ones. You know, it, it is tempting uh from time to time to, to look at one that we've maybe featured a few years ago and and bring it back uh, again because it was was popular. But again, one of the interesting things about this year's um tour is that we are looking at houses that or places that uh, sometimes were built as homes and are still used that way. In other cases, they've they've kind of lived multiple lives as buildings. Mm-hmm. So because we're looking at a couple studios, they're they're you know they're maybe more industrial spaces that have been uh, repurposed, or homes that have been a, a home and then turned into uh, a club space or office space and back into a home. One place that was formerly a post office and now is a studio and gallery space. So um, I think that's one of the, the themes and lessons is how buildings kind of change and evolve over the years. Um, and uh, and tracking that and seeing that is part of the mm-hmm. fascinating part of the mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. Well, Twami, thank you so much for coming in. Um, and again, can you give the website address where people can learn more about Historic Germantown and the house tour? Sure. That's uh, freedomsbackyard.com. That's Historic Germantown's uh, website, and you'll um, find a calendar and access to all 18 sites and their activities there. And mountairylearningtree.org for tickets to this year's house tour. Okay, great. So we've been speaking today with Twami Forrest, Executive Director of Historic Germantown. And I thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you, Alina. uh, Best of luck with the tour this year. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and hopefully um, we can have you back in a few months and we can talk about some other new stuff happening in 2020. Absolutely. We love it. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And so, folks, we're at the end of another show. Uh, Remember, you can now find the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show as a podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just type in the words uh, Jumpstart Germantown on any of those platforms and the show listing will pop up. And you can also find past interviews of this program on our website, which is jumpstartgermantown.com. I'll be back again next Friday, same time, same same channel with another interview. So until then, have a great weekend. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.